0: Uh, a young family that has a boy. And this young boy is healthy, he is active, and he is just a joy uh, to your life. In this family, there's the husband who works, the mom who works, and this young, healthy boy. And so, uh, as young boys do, he begins to grow. And one day, as the father begins to see, man, this young kid is now walking and, and getting into trouble and all this. He, the, the father becomes a little uh, 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 reminiscent. He wants to look through pictures, right? And so he opens up the photo book and, and he's looking through it. He's like, wow, look how, look how nice he was and all. Of this. And he starts to look at his son, the pictures of his son, and, and then also starts to look at his son here in real life and, and starts to say, oh, something looks wrong. What? He looks a little orange. Why is he so pale here and so orange here? And the dad is bewildered. He doesn't really know what's going on. And, and so he uh, goes over to his wife and, you know, he makes a little joke. He's like, did you by any chance take our son to uh, get like spray tanned or anything? Like, have you noticed? Because <laughs> look at these pictures and look at him. Something's wrong. Something is not looking right, and, and the wife is like, yeah, you know what? I noticed that too, and as they're kind of going through their mind, trying to figure out what this could be, a scary thought comes into their mind. It's like, well, I've heard about this thing, like when, when the liver's not doing well, jaundice, and, and it turns the skin, and so suddenly, this young family is in a panic, and they rush over to the, to the doctor, and they're like, Doctor, please, please, look at our, look at our boy. Uh, we're worried for him. And the doctor's, like, asking questions. Is that, but, I mean, is he active? Is he feeling okay? It's like, yeah, but look at him, he's orange. <laughs> you can't deny him. The doctor's like, I see him. He, he, he is orange. Well, let me, let me run some blood tests. And they take some blood, and they go and they do their thing, and then the doctor comes back after some time, and uh, the doctor says, hey, the results are in. But I have a question for you. What does your son like to eat? What, is his, what are his favorite foods? And, and the moms. oh, this kid, he loves carrots and he loves like yams and, and sweet potatoes, his favorite, eh? pumpkin squash and cantaloupe and apricots. He loves those things. The doctor says, yeah, that's what I thought. I have good news for you guys. <laughs> Your son is fine. He does not have jaundice, but what he does have is, uh, I have to write it down, keratinema. Have you guys ever heard of this? This is a real thing. If you eat too much orange-yellow foods, you will turn orange. This is real. This is a real thing. And so the doctor says, listen, all it is is he's eating too much yellow-orange foods. It's high in what's called beta carotene. It's harmless and absolutely reversible. He's going to be fine. Maybe introduce some new foods, right? There's a saying that you all have heard, I imagine, and if not, you'll hear it now. You are what you eat. Y'all ever heard of that? You are what you eat. My mom used to say that to me. My dad used to, my grand, everyone has said that to me at some point. And it's kind of an annoying thing, right? It's like, man, leave me alone. I'm just trying to enjoy my food. But it is true. Eat orange foods. You will become orange. That is true. You know, Raquel and I, at times, um, we travel, right, for different things. I think the most recent time that I can think of that like fits this story well is when we were actually moving here to Gainesville. It took about over a week of of traveling, right? And staying in hotels and eating out and apartment hunting. And just the conference was giving us per diem to find food because we really, we're just in hotels. So you got to eat out and we're eating out and we're eating out. And, and I don't know, I'm kind of cheap. And so I know the conference gives us a pretty sizable or not, I want to say sizable, but they give us enough that we don't have to eat bad food. But I'm like, you know, They just give it to me, and if I don't use it all, I get to pocket it. So, like, we're just gonna go, (laughs) we're just gonna eat cheap, and I get to keep that, and we can, you know, do something else with that later. And so, after a week, over a week of just eating fast food, I tell you what, we felt awful. Because the food is awful, and you are what you eat. We get back, at the time, we were still living in Michigan, so we had to go back up there. We get to Michigan, we eat a salad, and my organs had a party. I'm telling you, you are what you eat, my friends. You see, this is something that we talk about like in terms of nutrition, but spiritually, this same thing applies. Today, we're going to be in the book of John, like uh, the scripture reading hinted at. We're going to be in the book of John. Turn to verse 53. We're going to read some verses together. And uh, today, reading out of the New International Version, so if some things look a little different, that is why. I just want to let you know. But in John chapter 6, verse 53, some context here. We preached on this chapter a few weeks ago. And uh, so some context is the chapter before this, Jesus had fed the 5,000. And so now people are after him, like, hey, I'm hungry, I want to eat. And so people are trying to say, like, well, what's the secret? And Jesus keeps saying, well, I am the bread of life. Like, you're just trying to eat for the day, but I am the bread of life. And okay, but how do we get that bread of life? It's like, you're not listening. I am the bread of life. And so finally we get to this part where Jesus, verse 53, Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up in the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father— so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. You are what you eat. The way food goes into our bodies, and our body absorbs that, gives you nutrients, hopefully, right? It sustains you. You are alive right now because you ate this week and last week and the week before and the month and the year before. That's why you're alive, because you ate. That food it goes into your body and the nutrients, they go all over the place and they get, you know, absorbed by your cells and in a way, you are what you eat. It sustains you, it gives you energy, it keeps you alive. But the problem with food is, like I said, you are alive right now because you ate yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before. It's not perfect right? You have to keep going back to it. And Jesus is is wanting to illustrate a point to these people. He says, listen, the same way your ancestors, yeah, they ate manna, but they still died ultimately, and they had to eat manna every day. It wasn't perfect. The same way you are living currently, from sacrifice, animal sacrifice to animal sacrifice, the lambs that have to continually die so that you might live is imperfect. But I'm offering you the bread of life, real food, real drink. Jesus is, he's, listen, I don't know how many people like spoilers in their books or their movies. Jesus is giving the biggest spoiler right here. He's like, listen, I'm telling you what's going to happen. In fact, the entire, like, the entire book of Hebrews essentially exists to bring the point home that the sacrifices of the lambs were imperfect, but the sacrifice of the Lamb of God was perfect. And we don't have to do that anymore. Jesus... Is the bread of life. Listen, you guys, you want to eat, and that's that's the funniest thing. I we talked about this a few weeks ago. I make it makes me laugh when the people are like, listen, we're just hungry. It's like, listen, I'm not talking about real food. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your future. Listen, you keep going back to this sacrificial system that is a symbol, but it is flawed. Why? Because flawed people carry it out. But here I am, I, he's, I, I, I love the way this sets, this, this chapter sets everything up. He's almost like, I just imagine being like, I am the bread of life. Stop worrying about the food you're going to eat. Stop worrying about, I'm offering something to you that no one else can offer. How many times are we worried about the superficial when it is, Jesus who sustains. The way food sustains, gives you energy, keeps you alive, it's temporary. You live meal to meal, but Jesus offers a better way, and that way is eternal life. You flip that on its head, it becomes Jesus who sustains. It becomes Jesus who gives energy. It becomes Jesus who keeps you Alive And how did he have to do that? His body had to be broken for you. His blood had to be poured out for you. This verse or this, this, this passage continues on where it says that many people turned away from Jesus that day because they were focused so literally on what he was saying. They're like, this guy is promoting cannibalism? Listen, and they said, the Bible talks clearly about this. (laughs) Or the scriptures at the time talk clearly about the cannibalism is bad. Amen. You better all say amen. (laughs) The, The scriptures talk about this. Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? It says that these sayings were hard and people turned away because they didn't understand. Listen, I don't know about you, but I know about me. Sometimes it can feel very, very easy, easier sometimes to just say, hey, listen, uh, there's like a list of things I got to do and then I want to be good, right? So just check things off the list. I went to church and I read my Bible for an hour and I this and I that and I gave and I that, that and that and you go down the list and you feel good. It is uncomfortable in a way to... Believe, to understand the spiritual nature that God is talking about, that I will sustain you. Yes, Lord, you said you will sustain me, but I've opened my cupboards and there's no food. Yes, Jesus, you said you would sustain me, but there's food in the store, but I have no money to buy it. Or, Jesus, you know, you've said you would sustain us, but My loved one is sick and they're dying. And and, and Jesus, what is going on? I'm confused. These sayings are hard. And yet, what Jesus says comes to pass, right? His body was broken. His blood poured out. And the Scriptures say because of that, we have the gift of eternal life that is in Christ Jesus. Go up a little bit to verse 47. Jesus says this, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread of life that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. I want to zero in on this idea of anyone I know that it can be hard, right? We're talking about, it says, number one, anyone who believes has eternal life. That's it? That's it? And, then, you know, we, we do believe and we know that belief changes, right? Belief transforms. That's the entire idea of God, the Holy Spirit the way he died for you, the way he poured out his life for you was so that you and I may be transformed. So belief transforms. You don't, have to, you don't stay the way you are. But it's not in changing the things you do that brings salvation. It is simply to believe that the words of Jesus are true, that his flesh and blood is enough. That's like I said, the entire book of Hebrews then brings that home, that Christ is sufficient. And it can be hard, like I said, Jesus, I want to believe what you're saying, but I am going through a hard time continually, and it does not seem to get better Jesus, I want to believe you, but I just, I can't seem to get a win. We are talking about, and there's a, he's, I think he's non denominational, whatever he is, but there's a pastor who has this illustration that I just find beautiful. He said, We live our life a hundred years if you're really lucky. In a hundred years, looks like this in comparison to if we could just wrap, like I take a string and just wrap it all around this room in comparison to humanity or to to, uh, eternal life. We're talking about something so small that in the greater scheme of things, when you look back, you will realize like God was there. Look at what His sacrifice paid the way for. He is sufficient his sacrifice is sufficient and now what do we have to do but trust to believe to remember it is so easy to forget and to get lost in the in the thought of i need to perform for god that has not been the case god says simply believe Right. Jesus is not talking about cannibalism. This is all symbols. He talks in symbols a lot of the time. To eat and to drink are symbols in the Bible of faith. Have faith in the bread of life. In me have faith in me. If you do not take of the bread of life, if you do not have faith in me, the scripture says you have no part. Of him. If you are what you eat and God is love and 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 God is life, God brings life. If you don't believe, if we don't believe, if we don't simply have faith, we do not have life. You simply have another meal, and you're gonna need another one in a few hours, and another one in a few hours after that. But Christ offers the bread of life, the living water. You will never be hungry again, you will never thirst. Again, And all we have to do is believe and remember. The Jews at the time, they grumbled to themselves. They misunderstood. They were worried about actually eating something, something tangible. They could see and feel and and hold. But Jesus is uh, speaking about belief and faith. Christ is is sufficient and why we do communion is to remember that to no matter what's been going on in the last few months to come back to the truth of he is sufficient for you he is sufficient for your future he is sufficient whatever's going on in your life right now He is sufficient to bring you home, the real home, where we will have no more weeping and gnashing of teeth. We won't have to worry. We won't have to pray about surgeries. We won't have to pray about grief anymore because this was enough. And to get there, we just need to believe that Christ is sufficient. We need to dive into eating, drinking the bread of life, because at the end of the day, you are what you eat. And if we eat of the bread of life, we will be like Christ, and we will, we will know the right way to go, the right thing to do. We will have faith in the hard times, because we know that He is sufficient. Let's pray. Our most kind of Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for your sacrifice. Thank you so much for being sufficient for all of our needs. God, thank you for the gift of eternal life that you have laid out. Lord, may we we not be like those you were talking to where you explain something to us and, and, and we have a hard time taking it in. God, may we not grumble to ourselves and walk away. God, may you bolster our faith in the hard times to remind us that you are enough. Thank you for these times together where we can break bread and drink juice together to remember you and you alone are good enough for us. God, please be with us now as we make amends to our friends and family. God, as we uh, show humility the way that you showed humility to your disciples and, and through that story showed us that you are God so great is also humble enough to care about what we are going through. God bless us now, I pray in your name. Amen. So, just Reiner, reminder, uh, this is the time for uh, the foot washing, right? So, men, you're going to come out, go to the right. Women, come out, go to the left. And families, come out, go to the left.